Bishus Arava, Presidente, this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayishlach. Yaakov Avinu wrestles a man, it says in the, in the Parsha, but we know from the Mepharshim, it's, it's a Malach. And Yaakov asks an interesting question. When he's done, when he's triumphant, he, he defeats the angel, he's, he, he won the match. And he asks the angel, Vayishal Yaakov, Yaakov asks, Vayomer, Hagida Nashemecha. Tell me your name. Please tell me your name. And Malach says, Vayomer, Lama ze tishalishmi. Why do you ask my name? Don't ask me for my name. Vayevarecho Tosham. And he, and, he, and he left. The angel blessed him and then left. It's a weird moment. Why would the Torah even tell us this? Yaakov says, what's your name? The angel says, no. And then leaves. It's really bizarre. Comes along Rabbi Nubachia. And he says, the idea here is that the angel is saying, my name changes when I'm done with my mission. I'm not distinct. And the completion of the mission and the miracles I perform have nothing to do with me. There is no me. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an extension of God. My name is based on the mission that I'm tasked with. So it changes when I'm done with the mission and it's, I'm giving it a new name that corresponds to the next mission. So as an angel, I don't have a distinct character. I don't have individuality. Getting acquainted is meaningless. It's pointless. It's beyond that even. It's not even possible. It's like asking my, your arm, what's your arm's name? So this is, of course, different from human beings. Names are significant. Yaakov's name is changed because he evolves as a person. The name Yaakov, according to Rabbeinu Bachya, is demeaning in a sense. Yaakov was grasping onto Esau's heel at birth, so he was named Yaakov, Ekev, his heel. The heel is the lowest part of the body. It represents servility, subservience. And Yaakov, up until this point, in this moment, was living his life in complete distress. On his own level, to a degree, he was enslaved by his own fears. He was running. He even had doubts about going to Esav and, and, and maybe having to hurt him. He was scared, it says in the Parsha, because why was he scared? The Mepharshan say not because he was going to get killed by Esav, but that he would have to kill Esav. Why he had all these doubts? Did I do the right thing? Did I do the wrong thing with Esav? Even with, with uh, Yitzchak and deceiving Yitzchak and that whole uh, saga. Yaakov had doubts about doing it, so he tried to do it in the most kosher way. He wasn't sure if this is the right thing to do, even though his mother told him that this is the right thing to do. He always had doubts. Yaakov is a man of conscience. And he's always grappling with it. And when the smoke cleared and the dust settles after this grappling match, this wrestling match with this angel, Yaakov was victorious. He stood and fought. And that is why his name changed to reflect this character evolution from servility to dominion. Yisrael, he who wrestles with God and comes out on top. He defeats the doubt. He confronted the doubt. He confronted his character and the character flaws and he came out on top. Rabbeinu Bachia goes further to explain that the Malach here also represents a disembodied intellect, a form of intellect that isn't bound to physicality, and therefore it's a pure form of intellect. It's not encumbered by any physical desire. Yaakov had proven himself to have this pure form of intellect by coming out on top in this fight against the angel, but he didn't come out unscathed. He emerged with a limp, an injury to the hip, which is why we're forbidden to eat, from the sinew of the hip socket. But explains Rabbeinu Bachya, this sinew is right near the bris. This sinew, and being forbidden from eating from it, is a metaphor 
for partaking in any activity that arouses someone's lusts, whether it be food, leisure, sex, any, over, any overly indulgent activity. The sinew is tough. It's, it's one, known as one of the toughest sinews in the body due to how often it's being used. We're always standing, we're always walking, so the sinew becomes very, very tough. And that symbolizes that the more we engage in indulgent activity, the more it becomes a part of and ends up defining our character. Every person is defined by this struggle. The wrestling match against physical desires, things that we really shouldn't be involved in as much. And the near inescapable gravitational pull of, of whatever our cravings might be. A Jew's mission is to transcend this pull. To go from a Yaakov, a man who hangs on to the heel of his physically oriented brother, to a Yisrael. A man who battles against the physical pulls, against the doubts that he encounters, and he emerges victorious. And this is why Yaakov limps, a constant reminder of this constant battle that we're all always engaged in. And again, it's not just about, like I said, emerging victorious over our physicality. Sometimes it's about emerging victorious over our own selves, our own doubts that we constantly have. Am I doing the right thing? It's a very difficult battle to overcome, but we're all capable of overcoming it. Yisrael is the name of triumph. That's why we're Yisraelim. We wrestle with God. We go from place to place. We quote-unquote wrestle with God, but we're also wrestling with ourselves. Every place we go to, it seems that there's always some sort of a challenge. Not just with anti-Semitism and things of that nature, but with our own spirituality. And sometimes we're pulled into things that we shouldn't be pulled into. And the Chavitz Chaim has an amazing uh, point. How do we overcome this struggle? So he asks a great question, the Chavitz Chaim. Why did Yaakov have to encounter this Malach? Of all, the, of all the Avos, all the tests that they all had, Yaakov is the one who encountered this Malach and wrestled with a Malach. But why Yaakov? Why didn't Avram have to do something like this? Why didn't Yitzhak have to do something like this? So he explains... That the world stands on three things, it says in Pirkei Avos, Avoda, Torah, and Gemilas Chasadim. Learning Torah, doing acts of kindness, and Avoda, which is, uh, which is prayer. And each one of the Avos represents a different one of these three pillars. Avram represents, of course, Gemilas Chasadim, doing Chesed. Avram was all about giving. Yitzchak represents Avoda, prayer. He literally himself was, he was offered up as a sacrifice to God. Avoda is prayer, but back in the times of Beis HaMikdash, Avoda was performing sacrifices on the Beis, uh, in the Beis HaMikdash. And of course, Yaakov represents, as we all know, Torah. He was a man who dwelt in tents. He was learning Torah all day. The Chavitz Chaim is explaining that you can be amazing at chesed, and that's unbelievable. You can be amazing at prayer, and that's wonderful. But the only thing that lasts, the only thing that is passed down from generation to generation and ultimately leads to doing the other two things, to doing Gemil Sasadim and to, and to praying to Hashem is learning Torah. Torah is the Yisod. That's the essence of everything. So how do we overcome all these challenges? Of course, there's a lot of different ways, things that we need to do. We need to take care of ourselves, our bodies and our minds. But the most important thing, the most fundamental thing is Torah. Torah is the essence of everything. That's how we overcome these challenges, these pulls, is immersing ourselves in Torah. So B'shad Hashem, we should be victorious in the battle, not just the battle against the physical poles of the world, but also the battle against ourselves, the battle of our own doubts. How do we do it? We have to take care of ourselves. 
exercise, working on our on ourselves, improving ourselves. But of course, learning Torah is the essence of everything. Everybody should have an amazing Shabbos.